How is everyone doing? This is episode 24 of Sit Down with Sniper. Um, it's It's been a tough one. It's been a tough week, been a tough last couple weeks, but we brought on our guy Steezy to talk about all the times that we've been going through. So uh, we'll get right to it. How you doing, Steezy? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well, man. Like you said, it's definitely <laughs> been, been some troubling times with the market, but um, you know, through my time here, been able to surround myself with some some great people like yourself. So I uh, have a great support system and, and we're trucking along, you know, got to got to keep the head above water somehow. No, man. And I, pre- I appreciate that a ton, man. You know, you're one of my best friends in this space. And it's definitely been, damn, I guess I would say a journey. But uh, like you said, man, I, at least I have some pretty solid people around me I feel and I'm not gonna say if it all goes to zero because I I don't think it will but you know um even when times get rough like like they are now uh, I know that we have some pretty good friends but you know this week I decided to not go the founder route not go the artist route I wanted to get kind of back to my roots and go the route of grabbing people from the community that might not have a project, but they've definitely been around long enough to get an outlook on what we do, know how the space moves. They've bought multiple projects. They've seen their fair share of rugs or two. So Steezy, man, I definitely want to ask you first, when did you get started into NFTs? You don't have to be like an exact day, but maybe a couple months ago, a year ago, when would you say that is? Yeah. So it was actually, um, well, so there, there's kind of a two, two-part answer to that question. Um, I actually bought my first NFT um, probably around August of last year. And it, it wasn't, you know, one of these traditional NFTs that you'd find on OpenSea. It was actually um, one of the NFTs that was launched by Autograph, which uh, Tom Brady is the co-founder of. And I actually was just on uh, the DraftKings mobile app. Uh, on their sports book, actually, just, you know, doing my my daily degening uh, kind of shows the roots there of how we transitioned to where we are, but um, actually was fortunate enough to sort of essentially win the raffle. Um, that was the format they had. And I, I did that for the first three NFTs that they ever launched. Um, and they were, you know, I think it was something like $10, $25 and $50 were the quote unquote mint prices for those which, uh, you know, was affordable at the time being, uh, you know, a college student and kind of wanted to, you know, I'd been hearing about NFTs, uh, obviously through the whole bull run summer and was all over my Twitter, couldn't ignore it. And so kind of wanted to dip my toes in the water. And so that was a great access point to get in and fortunately had some success with those and ended up uh, being able to sell those and then started to actually look into, you know, the more quote unquote real NFTs, uh, you know, on Ethereum rather than Polygon and actually going through OpenSea, uh, setting up a MetaMask and kind of getting understood with all of that. And my first uh, real NFT purchase was a Crypto Mori on November 8th of uh, this past year, 2021. So that was, uh, you know, definitely an interesting way to get involved. But, uh, you know, was really fortunate just with the timing of everything. And also, you know, having the Moris be my first project was you know, one of, I think one of the best ones to get my start in and really got me introduced to a great network of people and a, really helped me understand uh, the whole community side of things, as well as uh, the whole concept of utility and, you know, what that can look like rather than just holding uh, a piece of art or, you know, as we like to call it, the JPEGs, which is kind of what my initial understanding of the space was. Um, so it was super, super fortunate with that. Hell yeah, man. I like how you remember the exact day. My man said November 8th is when I got that Crypto Mori. Um, yes, sir. That's sick. I mean, I actually know mine too. I think July 13th is when I got my cool cast. So I can't sit here and act like I don't know my exact <laughs> day too. Um, but that's sick, man. I know that, you know, you've been doing this. How long have you been doing this? About a year? Maybe under a year? Yeah. Um, since since I got that first NFT, it's been, you know, just about six months now, but I've definitely sort of been, I've, I had been investing in Ethereum, just, you know, little bits here and there on Robinhood, nothing serious by any means, um, but followed a lot of the crypto Twitter accounts. And then um, obviously, like I said, there was that massive bull run and 
they started posting about NFTs. So I, I guess you could sort of say I've somewhat been in this space for um, a little bit under a year now, but actually involved in withholding and trading NFTs probably just around six months at this point. Well, damn, I'll tell you what, man, apparently all it takes is two, week in the, two weeks in this space and you're a professional. So you've been doing pretty <laughs> damn good. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, that. man. Um, so, you know, for the, for the ones that are listening in, I do have a feeling that whenever we share this, that you will have a lot of your friends listening in. So for, I mean, also my friends as well, but for those listening, what are some things that you did before NFTs that people might not know was your hobbies or something like that? So for example, you don't have to say, oh, um, I live in da da da, and we always go here on Sundays. Yeah. But um, you know, some people did like trading or getting into crypto. Some people were flipping shoes. Um, some people were mm-hmm. doing clothing. So, were you doing anything before NFTs, or were you just in school chilling? And this has been kind of your first community on the internet. Yeah. No. Totally. So. Uh... I actually, throughout high school, was super, super into the shoe game, um, you know, buying, selling, trading shoes. And, you know, I, I, as you know, those communities, I think, aligned almost directly. You know, I was um, being from Chicago. The shoe game was super, super popular there. There was events popping up all the time, um, you know, going downtown as a, as like a 15, 16 year old and chopping it up with these, you know, adults and and you know hustling just trying to trying to flip my way up to the next cool pair of shoes you know obviously was in high school at that time so did not have much money so was uh was definitely you know just hustling and seeing what i can do to get that next pair um and the the one thing that i think is super super interesting about those two communities uh i don't know if you had any sort of similar experience with this but um in chicago there was a big facebook group called cream uh you know playing on the on the wu-tang song cash rules everything around me it was mm-hmm. kicks rule everything around me and so um you know i kind of similar to twitter you know i had made uh, a separate facebook account kind of just for the shoe business so i wasn't spamming my friends timelines you know selling shoes and stuff uh didn't want to bother anybody with all that but you know, kind of had essentially in the same sense, tried to kind of build my personal brand up on that. Um, and, and very similarly to, you know, NFTs, a major aspect of the market was, uh, you know, just credibility and reputation, especially when you're dealing with, uh, with shoes, which aren't non-fungible tokens, they're quite fungible. You know, there's a lot of uh, replicas and fake shoes going around. And so your reputation really is all you had at the end of the day. Um, you know, I had, I built up, you know, a very solid reputation by doing things the right way. Um, you know, had a lot of trust within the community and kind of became somewhat of a notable figure in the space. Um, and I think that translated pretty much, di- like I said, directly to the NFT space in that same sense of, um, you know, community online, obviously it's on Twitter now versus Facebook. Um, but that same sense of building your personal brand, doing things the right way, building that trust and building your reputation within the space and really just building genuine relationships. You know, so much networking goes in, uh, goes into both of those uh, communities and markets. And, you know, it's it's been awesome to, you know, build various relationships from, you know, shoes and now with NFTs and just seeing what can come from those. It's been awesome to see. Um, and even... Uh, I have seen some uh, some of my old friends in, in the uh, cream days on, on Facebook with the shoes. I've seen a lot of them actually get into NFTs now. And just the other day, uh, somebody who so I'm uh, in the gutter cat gang is, is one of my favorite projects right now. And a sort of infamous community member, he's he's been uh, causing some chaos. But it was it was pretty funny because he actually doxed himself and posted the picture. And I was like wait, I, I know you from, from the shoe game. And so it was very funny to, to kind of see the mask come off and have it be somebody that I knew from back in the day. But yeah, so I, shoe game was, was really what I focused on all throughout high school. And then uh, obviously wasn't able to do it as much as I went into college um, and did a lot of sales internships uh, through college. And, you know, a lot of that similar, uh, similarly pulls, um, you know, a lot of different skills from that, I think, translate into this space in terms of 
uh, relationship building and trying to kind of network in that sense. So, you know, I, a lot of these things that I've done in the past, I think have helped me a lot getting into the NFT space, kind of understanding how everything works and just kind of how to go about doing things the right way. I agree 100% because I've been there, I've been in the shoe game, and I was a part of those Facebook communities. I wasn't deep into mine because here in Kentucky, we don't get uh, the best of shoes. We have a decent little uh, Nike spot up in Lexington, but that's not here in Louisville. Uh, Chicago definitely was the closest place to us that had some of the best drops. Um, Cannot lie there. But I definitely remember the Facebook days where there were big groups. You definitely had the people that were notable. Uh, they would always have maybe the little bit better stuff or the uh, the better connects. And I was always so jealous. But it, that's where I would see, you know, what it meant to for your name to be big. Like it really meant something. You know, you sell one fake, reputation's over. You know, you're shot. Exactly. You know, you you give any faulty news, any faulty anything, it's, it's shot. So I really learned that, like, yo, as long as I stay solid, I just do what I know, stick with what I know in my circle of competence, I'll be fine. And that's how it worked. And I definitely can see how how you transition from that into NFTs. I can see the way, you you know, you've been real solid. You've been who you are from the beginning since I've met you. You've stayed to the same, uh, like, I guess you would say standards and everything. You've never seen you switch mm-hmm. up. So I can see that you try to stay to your word and stuff. So I love that about you. Um, mm-hmm. and it's funny that you mentioned gutter cat game because the next question was going to be, what are some of your favorite NFT projects out right now? Um, they don't have to be ones that you own, but, um, yeah, just any right now, give me like three, four that you really enjoy. Either there are the team or you're like, yo, that's a team that I can definitely get behind and I respect their values. Yeah, absolutely. And and definitely have a few and for kind of some different reasons with each of them. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. The gutter cat gang is one that I'm, uh, you know, heavily invested into and have a ton of belief in the team and everything that they have uh, kind of going on behind the scenes, what they're looking to build and just kind of their long term plan. You know, it just makes sense to me. And, you know, I, that really uh, even even more concretely confirmed what I thought with them just talking with some of my normie friends and kind of explaining you know the the whole aspect of utility and community with nfts because i think a lot of people you know just kind of assume it is just a jpeg and it is just a piece of art and they're uh you know obviously confused why a picture of a monkey or a picture of a cat uh you know is trading for so much money when they don't understand the whole utility aspect of things and how they're uh, you know, those projects and teams are working to drive value back to the holders. But um, the gutter cat gang has always been one that I go to to kind of explain all of that. And, you know, pretty much with any of my friends that I've talked about it with, you know, it's kind of just clicked to them. You know, they're like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I understand why they, you know, are valued at the point that they are. Um, and so that's always been cool to see. Um, another one that obviously I love and definitely is more on the community side of things, but obviously they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, bu- uh, building behind the scenes still is the crypto Ray Rays is a very, very, I mean, pretty much is the definition of or- an organic project. Um, I believe they l- initially launched back in August of 2021, um, somewhere around that time, give or take a month or two. Yes, sir. Uh, August. They, yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then um, of course, you know, we're kind of slowly minting out, you know, People were adopting some Ray Rays every now and then, uh, you know, having fun, throwing them up as their companion to their PFP. Um, and then ultimately took until uh, I believe it was either January. I think it was definitely January when they ended up minting out um, and really saw that community fully grow to, you know, its max potential. And now um, having gone to some of the IRL events in L.A., um, they're, I believe they're planning some stuff in New York, but you know, that really has been one of the coolest communities that I've been a part of. And I think, uh, the ma- biggest reason for that is the organic growth and, you know, having Twitter spaces like the daily wolf was going on for a while. Um, you know, <laughs> multiple group chats on Twitter. It's just been, uh, you know, so much fun to be, a, be a part of, and really is just at the end of the day, a fun project, you know, it's, it's, they're not trying to be something they aren't. They aren't promising, you know, these crazy concepts down the road. 
they're transparent about everything that's happened so far. And it's, you know, I think for all of those reasons is why the community is the way it is. And obviously starts at the top with Dose, uh, who obviously has been on sit down with Sniper and people have been able to hear from him. And you can really tell, you know, he's genuine about the things that he's done and he's, you know, really executed on everything so far. So it's been, been awesome to see. And then another project that, uh, you know, people might think it's crazy that I'm going to say this uh, just with recent market sentiment surrounding them. But uh, the Crypto Mori's is another project that I, I really do think is super unique and super interesting and uh, has that super, super tight knit community. And I really do love what they're doing with the focus around mental health and providing mental health resources to the community. I think that's another one where, you know, you can explain that to a, a, a normie or, you know, a normal person who's not super involved with NFTs and it just makes sense to them. You know, it's, it's one of those ones where it just clicks and you're on, you understand the value that you're getting back. And especially with the whole community aspect of things, uh, that community is, you know, overwhelmingly supportive. It's, it's incredible to see the way they uplift each other and, you know, especially as that was the project that helped onboard me into the space, I say it all the time. Uh, I, I truly did get into the space to try and, you know, make some quick money as I saw people doing that all over the timeline that past summer. And I really do think if I had bought into any other project aside from the Maury's as my first one, I don't know if I would have, you know, really understood this whole community uh, aspect to things and if I really would have stuck around with it or if I would have just been you know, a pure trader just trying to make flips. And so um, that definitely, you know, the Maury's will always have a place in my heart. And I, I really do love what they're doing with that uh, whole focus around mental health. No, I like that a lot, man. I think mental health is, is definitely a big thing. I think a lot of people feel the same way. And the thing that is, I think, missing in a lot of communities is the the talk of mental health. I mean, yes, we do talk about it, but it can be spoken about more. And people can definitely try their, I don't want to say people aren't trying, but you know, you can always try to do those things in your, in your servers where you add a channel or just let people know, Hey, if, I think also letting people know, Hey, if y'all have a problem, know that my DMS are always open. And that's mm -hmm. why I've always stressed to any of my listeners or anyone on Twitter, like, yo, follower count aside, I don't care how many people I follow. I have following. That's why I've never shut off my DMs. Um, I could easily just turn them off and be like, yo, you can't contact me. But I've left them open for that reason, because I want people to know that if you are feeling any kind of negative way in the mind, you always have a place to DM someone. And that's me. Um, and, and I feel like that should be a common thing. You know, I'm not saying uh, you got to answer every single DM. But if I do see a DM that starts with someone being sad or something, I do try to read that. And I do try to respond to them because I know that means something to people. And I would like for people to do that to me if I was in that predicament. Um, mm -hmm. And people and people have. So I'm very thankful for those people that have helped me. Um, but no, you've named some great communities, man. You know that I'm a big fan of the Ray Rays. We're both great friends of Dose. I do think he's a great example of trying to build a community the correct way. And by the correct way, I mean not going to get influencers and paying for this or that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't talk about the floor price. He, he tries to make what he has as simple as what it is. And I love that about it. And it's really helped onboard a lot of people into NFTs. I don't know how many Ray Rays he's given away for absolute free just because people were saving up for one or they didn't have an NFT. I've given away 11, 12, 13 Ray Rays over time. You know, it's, and that's not like to say, haha, I'm better than someone. It's just like, yo, that's what they're about. Like, it's about, I'm all for having 60. Like, it's not worth nothing if there's people on the outside looking in and they're like, oh, damn, that person that has 60 don't even care about other people. No, nah, I want you to rock with this too. So the people I see that really genuinely wanted to be a part of the community, I had no problem in my heart shooting them a Ray Ray or doing a giveaway for the people that want one. So I do love that community. Um, and one that I will mention, uh, I, know, I know it's a little controversial right now for what I want to say uh, is a absolute terrible reasons, but uh, Cool Cats. I'm a big fan mm -hmm. of Klon. I'm a big fan of the team. I love Cool Cats. Um, there's been a lot of controversy or FUD 
uh, revolving around them and what they do or what they have done. But, yo, people always saying, yo, we want the devs to do something. And I don't know if y'all are playing that Cooltopia game, but since the day I started playing it, every day they're working on that thing. They're, I mean, and that's what they've been promoting is that game. So they're working on their problems. They're trying to do what they need to. They're going to NFT NYC. I wish them nothing but the best of luck, man. I think they're a great project, and I do feel like they have what it takes to bounce back. I mean, yo, Puma saw something in them, so I got to I gotta at least see them out. You know what I'm saying? Um, 100%. And and Klon <laughs> is, is one of those guys who, you know, really is one of the most genuine people that I've met in the space. Uh, I had the pleasure of running into him during NFTLA, and I, you know, went up to him, tried to have a quick conversation. He was more than happy to chat, introduce me to his wife, you know, the other people that were chilling with us. And it was just, it was so awesome to see, you know, somebody who, you know, doesn't necessarily need to act like that. You know, a lot of people, you know, grow a project to that sort of, you know, very successful level and, you know, they change and they switch up and, you know, kind of maybe will act Hollywood, so to say. And, you know, he was like the complete opposite of that. And, you know, I actually originally was looking at joining the Cool Cats. And uh, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but, um, you know, I don't want not, to not to say it in a negative way, but, you know, got a little lucky, I guess, because they had just announced milk and then uh, obviously saw a big run up from that and was was priced out. But, um, you know, of course, everything is bleeding out right now. It's it's not just the Cool Cats. It's across the board. So. I really do think that, you know, just the way that the team has gone about doing things, I think they've really done it in a in a good organic way. And of course, just with how genuine Klon is, I do truly believe that they'll be, uh, you know, one of those, you know, five to even one percent of projects that, you know, will actually have longevity in the space. Uh, I know Gary Vee has said something like 95 percent of projects probably will go to zero. And, you know, I do believe that uh, as well, just it's, you know, the market can only, you know, sustain so many for so long, but I really do feel like cool cats are one of those projects that uh, definitely will stick around just, you know, with the way the team's gone about doing things. And, and like you said, Cooltopia is improving every day. It's, it's really, a, it's a cool, fun thing to do. And, you know, it's, especially, I think one of the coolest aspects of it is that it's family friendly, you know, it is a fun game for, you know, if somebody has kids, you know, they can get them set up on Cooltopia and they can have a great time playing it. Um, and so I think it's it's really cool and definitely is, you know, an innovative game. And, and to see them constantly working so hard to improve on it um, and improve the entire project every day, it's it's truly cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and that's what I've tried to, like, um, I guess really stress to people is I might only be 25, but I understand the power of the people that are younger than me and knowing that they come after me. So being able to teach them something like this at such a young age in a way that they can comprehend it in a way that they can actually interact with the game and not get overwhelmed. I think that is one of the most powerful tools in the whole ecosystem is that, you know, a kid can sit down and be able to navigate it and show an adult who's never gotten into NFTs how to play this game or what it's about. And they might truly want to dig deeper into it. They might want to learn what runs the game, how they can build a game like this, what the cool cats are. And that right there introduces not only the child, but possibly the whole family and friends into an ecosystem that is very friendly. Um, and I think it does have the power to become a household name. And those that know Klon, Colin, whatever you, you want to call him, um, yo, you know that he's a great guy. I mean, he's – I saw him in L.A. I, I met him, saw him several times, was blessed enough to have him sign my shoes in a cool little blue cat. And the thing about Klon was he was never too Hollywood. As you know, like you said, he was never – too cool for anyone i saw him sitting in a corner and people were not gathering around him but it wasn't in a sense of he's in the corner thinking oh i'm better than people oh i don't want to be around these people i'm i'm higher than them they're lower than me it was he was just trying to vibe and let people get their own time and he wasn't i felt like he wasn't trying to take the spotlight from anyone anytime i seen him in person he was never trying to be like oh hey look at me i'm the artist for cool cats yo give me no never he was never like that and i think a big thing uh our friend javon who will also be on the podcast mm -hmm. from loser club. Um, whenever I met him and his friend, Richie uh, at the LA party, then were two 
bro, them two guys were as cool as the other side of the pillow. You know what I'm saying? Them guys were really <laughs> chill. I really like them guys. And that's what I felt like these projects needed these people to see out there. Like as a holder of loser club, cool cats, projects like that, when I meet them artists and I meet the real founders and I see that they're so loving, I'm like, yo, I'm so glad that I invested into this project. So I might have to look into the crypto mores, man. Uh, you, you brought up a good point. You know, you said that they have a good ecosystem. Uh, I like that they do the mental health thing. So I might have to look into them. I know the market is absolutely bleeding right now. So it is <laughs> an easy time to get into any project, I would say. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, holding off right now, but definitely I'm going to be trying to take advantage of some of these sale prices, because I think a lot of these projects, you know, are just being affected by the general state of the market. And, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of people are, you know, rightfully so sort of panicking and, and whatnot. But uh, I do think it's going to create a lot of great buying opportunities. And we're going to see a lot of these projects uh, kind of dip under what I think, you know, they're valued at. Absolutely. I mean, you look at um, for, oh, well, one question is, do you have any cool pets? I do not. So I, that's another, I'm, I'm kind of watching both of those right now. Um, I'm, I'm nearing a potential uh, price where I might be able to get involved with some of them, but um, I'm definitely just trying to play it, play it patient for now. Um, obviously we're seeing ETH prices uh, like right this second, still going down pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, but I, I think we're, I mean, this may, I'm trying to be optimistic with it, but I do feel like we're kind of maybe starting to reach max pain. Uh, I, I say that now, and I'm sure we'll look back at this episode in, in like a month or two and be like, oh, geez, the, how naive we were. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously very optimistic on NFTs in, in the long run. So even if you are, you know, able to get something at, at this point and it keeps dipping a little bit more, you know, obviously that conviction pays off long-term and that's how, that's really where you see a lot of people, you know, have their big successes, you know, buying in on, you know, on a, on a discount, on a sale, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, just diamond hand to get through the ups and downs, you know, there's obviously uh, going to be pullbacks and things like that, but you know, the, the real winners are the ones who are able to play the long game and, you know, pick projects that they have conviction in and show that conviction by, you know, holding and, and helping the team build, you know, I think that's another big part of it is continuing to be an active member in the community, helping support the team and do what you can to, to make a difference. It's uh, something that the Maury's community said a lot, which I loved was, it's not about what the Maury's can do for you. It's what can you do for the Maury's? And I think when, you know, a general community has that same understanding, you're able to see a lot of really great things happen. And um, you know, having having the support for the team really does benefit them. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about mental health and, you know, especially during times like this, um, you know, a lot of these project founders, you know, having having kind of an angry mob come at them for for no real reason. You know, it's definitely uh, taxing and, and definitely need, uh, you know, to show them love and support for everything that they have done so far. You know, it's it's easy for people to forget about the past when, you know, the present isn't looking so bright. But, um, you know, as people say, zoom out, look at the bigger picture and, you know, kind of understand everything that they've done so far for you and, you know, be appreciative at times. Definitely. And I, I think a, a, a good thing that people can do, and I'm not saying that after this episode or if you're listening that you should stop right now and go do it. But whenever you get some free time, if there is a project that you, you really support, you don't even have to be a holder of it. I highly encourage those listening to reach out to an artist or one of the founders or just someone affiliated with the team and tell them that you appreciate them and that, you know, um, maybe that if they helped you in any way, maybe let them know that. I'm not saying you have to go praise them or nothing like that. But, yo, let me tell you, anytime someone's reached out to me, I'll tell you a good example. Big Matt. I have a friend named Big Matt. He reached out to me. And whenever I seen him in L.A., he told me, some very positive things about the podcast. He told me that he was a fan. And when I tell you that literally has set with me since the day he told me, and it'll probably sit with me to the day I die because of the reason he was the first person to walk up to me in person and actually give me some sort of credit for what I've been doing in this space. And not that no one else has ever reached out to me because a lot of people are very kind to me and I'm very thankful for that. But the fact that this is a grown man who is older than me and this gentleman was able to walk up to me and and just be 
so realistic with me and be like, yo, I really like what you're doing. That right there is set with me. And I think just reaching out to these founders and these artists, because I'm, I'm nobody, I, I never want to think that I'm some influencer or someone that's higher than someone, but just reaching out to these people that do these projects, whatever title they have, letting them know, hey, I really appreciate you or I like what you do. And I just wanted to let you know that that goes so far. And I promise you, you will bring a smile to someone's faces if you do that. So if you can, next time you get a, a free moment, um, anytime in, in your life, just shoot that quick message. And I promise uh, it, it'll go a long way uh, going yeah, forward. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, you know, that's kind, you know, I, I think no, more people should do that. Absolutely, man. And and you are by no means, you are not a nobody, you know, you're one of the, true, <laughs> you're one of the true builders in this space, you know, doing things for the right reason. You know, this, this podcast, you know, provides a ton of insight and information for people and you aren't doing it, you know, to make a quick bag or something that you're doing it because you enjoy it. And it's creating a huge positive impact on the space, whether you realize it or not. So definitely, definitely want to, you know, show you some love for, for everything you've been doing. <laughs> no, no, I do appreciate it, man. And, and I've tried to stay, um, very clear minded and not try to get that mindset of like, oh, I'm better than someone just because I have a podcast. But, yo, mm -hmm. that's always been the, the main goal from the beginning is to try to make something that can help not only myself, but other people learn and navigate this space. And to another sense, just learn more about the people in this space. Like you, for example, I know that, you know, you have a lot of people that really either look up to you. They're great friends of yours. Every time I get into a space and you join, bro, people, you know, ah, oh, it's steezy and they love you because you just have that genuine feel. And I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. I don't even know where I was going with that. But just know that you're a great guy. <laughs> just know you're no, a great guy, Steezy. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. And, you know, like you said, like, you never know what one thing can can mean to somebody, you know, like with Big Matt showing you a little bit of love and how much that resonated with you. You know, that's part of why I've always tried to, you know, spread love and positivity, um, you know, on my page and especially with, you know, my GM posts. Uh, if, if those people that aren't familiar, I post a uh, picture of my morning coffee every day, try and include some little nice note along with it. But, you know, you, it never, you never know what one nice thing can mean to any one person. You know, you never know what somebody's going through in their life. You never know what's going on that day. Bull market, bear market, you know, just saying one nice thing can change somebody's day, week, or even life. You know, you never know what somebody's struggling with behind the scenes. Um, you know, it's uh, like even myself, it's easy to put on a facade of, you know, everything's great, everything's going so well. Um, but you really do never know what, you know, what somebody can be going through. So that's why I always try and, you know, the saying, treat people how you want to be treated. I've always tried to, to ride with that. And, um, you know, it, I really do feel like, you know, just saying something nice to somebody can, you know, create such a, you know, such a large impact, especially with, you know, even like the snowball effect, you know, you show somebody a little bit of love, they feel inspired to do the same, then they go and show some love, you know, and it just can create such a compounding effect of that. And, you know, there's so much toxicity in the world and, you know, on Twitter in general. And so, you know, just trying to do my part and, and do what I can to kind of create the the Twitter ecosystem that I, I would like to see, I guess. No, man. And that's what I really appreciate about people like yourself, uh, especially you, man. You've always, since I've met you, and I think that's why I've gravitated towards you, not only because we're similar age, but, you know, every time I've seen you on the on the timeline, uh, for one, the coffee thing was amazing. And we're going to speak on that in a second. Um, mm -hmm. But you've always been positive, man. I've never seen you tweet and, and bash someone. I've never seen you like, draw down anytime you've ever spoke your mind it's been legit how you feel on something and there should be no remorse for that or no consequences that's how you truly feel about something but you know you've never pushed out an opinion that has hurt someone I've seen at least mm -hmm. I've never seen you attack anyone you know you have your own thoughts and that's that I know that a lot of us are taught that you know if you don't have nothing nice to say then don't say nothing at all and I really feel like you know you do that usually I see if you're not saying something nice and you're usually just having fun with it and if it's something negative you're usually not even posting it so that's one thing I think a lot of people enjoy about you including myself and it's caused me to gravitate towards you I do want to say you know with your coffee GM post I was I was around you in LA a lot and I will mm -hmm. say that my man knows his coffee but it was so cool 
and I think it was a, a cool moment for you too, but I don't want to speak for you. So let us know. Was it, mm-hmm. was it a very cool moment whenever Kalan asked you about your coffee order? Oh yeah. No, that, that was something else. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm definitely not, uh, you know, like a, a true coffee snob by any means, you know, I'm not going to these different roasteries and, and looking for Colombian blends with the earthy notes by any means, but um, you know, kind of, uh, I've always just enjoyed, you know, kind of that concept of, of grabbing a coffee with somebody, grabbing a drink with somebody and just having, sharing that moment, um, you know, starting in, and obviously coffee, you can drink at any point, but most typically is enjoyed in the mornings. Um, and, and something that, you know, really bigger picture, uh, I've never really spoken about this too much, but just, you know, in life, I've never, you know, been too successful in school. It's never been necessarily tailored to my learning strategy or anything. And I've, you know, kind of always, uh, you know, I don't know best word for it, but kind of dragged my feet out of bed, you know, having to go do school and things like that, that I've never enjoyed. And, you know, having gotten into the NFT space, it's something that I've really truly enjoyed. And, you know, the people that I'm with, it's amazing, like I was speaking on. And so, you know, the GM posts have always, have, have really changed my life in a sense, because, you know, I wake up looking forward to, you know, grabbing that coffee, making that post and connecting with my friends just, you know, on on a, you know, even if it's a quick couple comments back and forth, but just checking in, how are you doing today? All's well, love to hear it. And then, you know, it's just starting your starting your day off on a positive note. And I really noticed that has created, you know, a lasting impact for how the rest of my day goes. And, you know, I really do think starting the day off with a little bit of positivity with that, um, you know, does make a, a big difference in the long run. It does. It does. I mean, me, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've seen people, two people that really stick out to me when it comes to the morning and seeing GM posts. Um, everyone likes to to speak on, uh, I, I guess not speak on, but say good morning, you know, do the wag me and stuff. But two people stick out whenever I see good, mo- good morning, and that's you and Calcio from the Right Click Save podcast. Calcio mm-hmm. always tries to engage with and interact with his followers, and I feel like you do as well. And I've always found that so interesting, not in a bad way, but in a way that I was like, wow, that actually does get people engaged. Because now that you say it, I'll probably start commenting on your thing more just so I can see it as a sense of just checking in with my friends. Because mm-hmm. I always sit back and I'll literally every night and I never get around to it. I'm like, yo, I'm a big fan of DMing people like 50 friends on a single night and just checking in with all of them. You'd be like, Hey, you good? Or Hey, yo, yo, how's everything going? Like you good. And I'm a big fan of that. And I could, I could probably do that with a GM post or something like that. And I, I, I might start doing something like that. I want to, cause I love making sure that my friends are okay. I definitely want to make sure. Cause I mean, there's been times where, I've been really down and I was like, damn, I wish someone could check up on me. And I was like, but I could easily reach out to someone too. Like they don't mm-hmm. always have to reach out to me. I can also, you know, give back that same energy. So yeah, I, I need to start doing that. You, you made me realize something. And it's funny that I'm, I'm laughing right here because not at what we're <laughs> talking about, because someone, yeah. tweet, someone tweeted at me. I made a tweet for those that are listening and said, so is anyone going to NFT NYC now? Because as y'all know, this is a bear market. And someone <laughs> replied and said, can't afford NYC anymore. It's NFT Syracuse now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the funniest shit on like my whole TL today. So I had to give that some recognition. Um, Steezy, we have been going for a little bit, but as someone who has heard the podcast a couple times, I will mm-hmm. say that you should know that we now have five questions at the end, before we hop into the five questions that I usually ask, um, I do want to say before we transition, is there anything for the listeners? And I, like I said, I assume a lot of these will be seen by friends or people in the community that either don't know a lot about you, want to learn more about you. So what is. Hmm, how can I say this? What is one thing that you would like for people to take away from this? What is one thing you want them to know about you? If anything, you might just say, hey, I'm a happy guy who likes coffee in the morning and saying GM. Um, I meant to ask you, how do you feel about this whole 
space and where it's going. I wouldn't necessarily, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say the influencers, but like, so what's, I guess the, to shorten it down the TLDR, how do you feel about everything going on right now? And what is one thing you want people to take away from this and who is Steezy basically? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the real one thing that I would want people to take away from this, you know, isn't necessarily about me at all. I think something that, um, you know, is an easy disconnect that happens, you know, quite frequently in this space, considering, um, you know, we're on Twitter, most of us don't have, you know, our real first name as our Twitter name. And most of us have some sort of NFT profile picture, you know, whether it's a cat, a dog, a monkey, a, a rabbit, you know, it's easy to, you know, I think a lot of people, it's easy for them to get disconnected from reality in that sense and not really realize that it is another person on the on the other side of that when you're talking to them. You know, it is another person that has a life and a family. And I think a lot of people get disconnected from that reality just because it isn't, you know, a traditional name and a picture of them as their PFP. And so I think the one thing to, you know, the one thing that I would like people to take away is to you know, always remember that there is somebody on the other side of that, uh, you know, tweet, reply, DM, whatever it may be. And, you know, like I said, treat people how you want to be treated. Understand that these are real people with real lives. And, you know, just kind of think about the, the impact of whatever you're about to do could have on somebody else or your followers. And, you know, just try and think about if that is the, the ethical or moral thing to do. And just, you know, keep other people in mind. Like you said, like checking in with your friends, the people that you that support you support them you know it's it's just the little things like that that really can go a long way and these these relationships that we're building you know i've i'm a firsthand witness of it you never know what can come from them and you know the person that you would never expect something from the biggest thing can happen from so that's that's really the main thing is just you know be kind to people i guess at the end of the day that's that's really all it boils down to it's you know, people say it all the time. It costs zero ETH to be a good person. And it's, you know, it's true. It may be a little cliche or a little cheesy, but, you know, just just be kind to people. Uh, I like that. I mean, it's it's a good point. <clears throat> and I think it's one that, like like we said earlier, definitely needs to be shared more in the space, especially in a time like right now in a bear market where a lot of these founders, artists, and people just even holding NFTs are seeing a lot of criticism, a lot of bashing, uh, losing a lot of money please be aware that people are losing a lot of money. Be aware that, you know, there are some people um, that are like myself. I'll use, excuse me, I'll use myself as an example. So I don't point fingers at anyone else. You know, I was one of the individuals who was very blessed uh, and very thankful to get in at a very early time. And I was lucky. That was, that's what it is. Luck. I was very lucky to get in at that time. Um, So it, I did not have to fork out some of the money that um, some people have, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. there's people that pay 50, 60, 70, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars for all their NFTs. And, you know, they might be seeing a, a red market right now. And so remember, you know, people are on the edge because of that people are losing money that they've been busting their ass for, or go to their, you know, day job for. So never forget, you know, there are real people doing legitimate things out here and words, uh, you know, I hate to say this even at 25, but you know, words do hurt. Words do hurt people. Um, and Mm -hmm. you might, some people might not feel that way, but Hey, not all people are the same. So with that being said, I think that's a great way to, to end that, that section. Uh, so everyone listening, please be kind if you're listening. And if you don't want to be kind, yo, that's fine do what you want to. <laughs> um, but going into the five questions, Steezy. Um, so like I tell everyone, these are the same five questions that will be asked to every guest that comes on. Super easy questions that are fun and kind of give the chance to have a different uh, conversation with the different people that come on here. So to start it off, I think they are a little harder than go to easy. So to start it off with number one, it would be what is the most important thing in your life? I would definitely say um, my friends and family are the most important people in my life. Um, You know, they're the ones that have always stuck around me and supported me. I've had uh, the same very tight knit friend group uh, ever since elementary school. And I'm, you know, super, super grateful for that. Um, You know, everybody's had their ups and downs, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we always make up and, and it's just the same true group of OGs that have been there from day one. So 
forever, forever grateful for that. And then of course, you know, my family, everything that they've provided for me and supported me with, it's, you know, I, I can't thank them enough. So definitely, you know, friends and family for sure. No, I, I like that one. And I feel like that's a lot of people's answers for the correct reasons. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you, uh, you're never going to be here without your family and then your friends that you are able to have throughout the times, always having your back. I mean, that's damn near family as well. So I like that mm-hmm. answer a lot, man. So for two, I would say, what is an obstacle that you have overcome that has helped you get to where you are today? And it don't have to necessarily be only NFTs. It can be your life or it could be NFTs either or, but um, I want to hear about that. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, school has always been something that I've, you know, struggled with to, to some extent. Uh, I've, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was back in middle school and, you know, has provided, uh, has has brought its own uh you know complications let's say with school it's you know i've never been uh quite tailored to kind of you know just sitting down in a classroom and being told things i've always um you know learned much better from actually actively doing things and kind of uh started to understand that with my internships and stuff you know actually getting out there and doing the work you know i learned so much more and you know in such a more efficient manner but um you know as, as much as, you know, I struggle with it and things like that, you know, it helped shape who I am really helped me kind of get an understanding of, you know, the world and the opportunities out there and kind of where I want to go and kind of what path I want to create for myself. And so it's, it's definitely, you know, been a struggle, but definitely has helped me shape, uh, shape myself to, to where I am now. I like that, man. And I'm not going to lie. I feel a lot of people, um, sleep on the fact that i'm not saying school isn't needed but Mm -hmm. i'm not for the whole high school system and stuff like that of of basically just sitting down in a classroom being taught something for six days having to remember it for the seventh and then just jotting it down and then repeating it the next week i'm not really for the whole memory test thing Mm i've never really learned nothing myself so i i definitely understand what you are saying and i can say after meeting you uh, after always hearing you on spaces and talking to you as a friend that you are very intelligent. So uh, I think a lot of people understand that school does not measure always the intelligence of someone, uh, especially for someone like you, because I-, I think you're pretty damn smart. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> um, you. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah, no, no problem, man. No problem. Uh, so for number three, I want to say when Steezy leaves the house, what are at least three necessities that he's bringing with him. So I always, and I, I should have clarified this whenever I wrote this down, but now I have to tell people, I'm not necessarily saying like keys or wallet. Cause I feel like them are two things in your phone. Like them are things you have to take with you. Is there anything else? I know Rico keeps like a razor blade and cameras. Um, some people keep gum with them all the time. I have a friend who always carries cologne with him. Cause he always has to smell good. And I'm like, damn, that is some dedication. Is there anything <laughs> that you bring with you other than the keys, the wallet, the phone? Um, honestly, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, you know, usually, usually got my phone and my wallet, but I, I will say the one thing I've, I've been trying to be a lot better with is, uh, you know, keeping some water with me, trying to stay hydrated, uh, you know, health is wealth been trying to, been trying to uptick my, you know, uh, my my exercise activity and just kind of being more conscious about you know what I'm putting into my body. So um, definitely my water bottle is is one of them. Um, then you know get you know probably uh, probably throw on a nice pair of shoes and then um, third thing let's let's call it uh let's call it my headphones. You know I'm I'm a big music fan. Um, I'm a you know I'm a fan of pretty much any genre. Uh, you know you know, I'll, I'll get down with some country. Even if we're, if we're out at the tailgate SEC football, I'll throw on some country music. So music's always been something I've appreciated. Um, and is a great way to connect with people. So yeah, let's, let's go with headphones as, as my last one. Dude, I love that. I mean, I do agree. Uh, I've heard it so many times that music is the mother of all motivation. And I mm-hmm. am a, I'm a big fan of that. I am a big fan of music 
And being from Kentucky, I definitely know what you mean with the SEC football. <laughs> um, you know, yep. country music getting down. Oh, I've seen it so many <laughs> times at Kentucky and Louisville football games. So, man, that mm-hmm. brings a smile to my face. Uh, I might have to. I might have to redo that question just for the simple fact of I feel like everyone's like, damn. I can't bring, I can't say wallet or keys. Damn, I don't, I really don't bring that else. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm over here shaking my head as you say water as I'm drinking a big red. So yeah, I might need to hop on that hydration <laughs> thing too. Um, yeah. number number four, what is one thing that you want to do before you get too old? Whew, that's a good one. Um definitely something that I've I've been fortunate to be able to do somewhat. Uh but never have really done too much of it. Um, I'm, I've definitely want to travel more. Uh, there's a lot of places that, you know, I've always wanted to go uh, check out and, you know, a lot of things I want to go do. I've, I've always wanted to go to Africa. Uh, South Africa looks, you know, super beautiful. Um, have always wanted to go there. Australia is somewhere I've always wanted to go. Same with Europe. Um, and, you know, definitely have not had the opportunity to do a lot of that necessarily, but, um, obviously I'm, I'm trying to kind of work towards that and definitely is something I'm, I'm striving to do before, uh, you know, I'm, while I'm still active and, and mobile, let's say. Active and mobile. I like yeah. that. <laughs> now traveling is definitely something that I want to do more myself because I have only been to Miami, Missouri, now Los Angeles <laughs> and New York. So I don't feel like that's too crazy of a list. But I will say I do want to go places like London, um, Sicily, different places around the world. I would love to go to Jordan. Uh, that would be a beautiful place to go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel you on that. Traveling is definitely on the bucket list. But now we get to the real good question that I'm always curious to hear for everyone. And whenever I wrote this question up, I was like patting myself on the back like, yeah, you got <laughs> you got this one. So this is the um, one. Yeah, you got it, boy. This is the one. This one's going to hit. Um, if I gave you, damn, I just realized this is probably an awful time to ask this. So you could really <laughs> you're about to go in. If yeah. I gave you 200 ETH and you had to spend it had to be spent on NFTs. <laughs> what oh, are, man. Oh, what are, man. <laughs> what are some big, big purchases or plays <laughs> that you would make? <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's quite, quite the, the supply right now, given, given some of these sales. Yeah, you could buy 100 cool cats, damn near. Yeah, um, I think, sheesh. All right, let's go. First off, I would, <laughs> I would probably grab four more gutter cats. Uh, so I could reach kingpin status with uh, with the gutter gang. Um, you get some added perks and benefits there if you have five of those. Um, and then I'd probably finish off the sets with those also. So I'd grab um, the match, or I don't know, maybe I would go matching. You know, see what the prices are looking like. But I'd grab uh, you know some rats, dogs, and pigeons to go along with those. Probably get those five complete sets. Um, I think I would you know, just something that I've, I've never necessarily thought would be possible. And I guess in, in this theoretical, now it's possible. I think I would, I think I would have to grab a board eight. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, such a cool project, you know, everything that they've done in the space and everything that I think they're going to continue to do just being such a pioneer in the space. I think, you know, when you think of NFTs, you think of the board API club. Um, so I, I think I would have to go with one of those, and then you still got probably, like 100 ETH left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got a lot, a lot of room to go there. So I'd, I'd probably, you know, ball out, try and get the, the matching mutant uh, for, for my ape as well. And then, um, you still know, since I've like got 80. Some, yeah, since I've got some, some ETH left over, uh, I'll mix it up. Uh, something that I've, or someone who I've really respected and, you know, still is a growing kind of you know industry within the nft scene i think i would have to go with a drifter shoots piece um i Mm. think just you know it's less of an investment um but more of just you know i mean his art his his pictures are incredible and i think you know he's another one of those pioneers in the space um Mm. you know i think uh photography nfts still have a ton of room to grow and you know just being able to have you know seen the way that he's grown his stuff um, you know, coming out of prison and then going all the way to, you know, a Sotheby's auction has been been awesome to see and have a ton of respect for him. 
so I think that's how I would wrap it up considering I'd, you know, have a pretty solid in- investment side of the portfolio with, uh, you know, my board, my new board ape, my, my new <laughs> mutant and my five gutter cats. So uh, I think I would have to wrap it up with with the drifter shoots piece for sure. I like that. I like that. Me personally, I was I was sitting back thinking I was like, if cats are like under five, I'm probably picking up like 10 cats, 20 pets, probably a couple other side deeds, probably two V friends going to pick up. And Azuki mm-hmm. might scoop, might surprise you get, some. You, you could uh, get one of everything at this point. Yeah, a me bit. <laughs> 200 e. Yeah, I was like, I'm scooping a me bit too. I mean, and just sitting and thinking about it, if you actually sat back, I said 10 cats and 20. If I would have just said like two cats, two eggs, I could really damn near get probably one of each of the top 10 projects. Oh yeah. That's currently uh, yeah, out and be fine. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and just sit on the rest and then take out the rest of the ETH and buy a cheeseburger. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give, give me some tacos. Yeah. So it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a crazy amount, but at least a solid 300 bucks total for all that stuff at 200 ETH. Yeah. Uh, the, the way the market's looking. Uh, yeah. But, but Steezy, man, that is the end of the five questions. I can't thank you enough. Honestly, we've been going for about an hour. So that really does it. Um, so for those listening in, I just want to stress, um, I know for the last couple of episodes, I've been saying something about spaces, this, this and that. I've also noticed that some of these episodes will and will not have music to start it off with. Look, hey, man, I'm, I'm not perfect. OK, so I can't <laughs> I can't I, I don't have the best team around me. It's, it's like a one to two man team and we're trying. OK. We're trying out here. So if you hear music one day and you don't the other, I'm just saying now I apologize, but just, I don't know, turn on some YouTube music in the back and just act like it's me. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, or, or just rock out with us and just be like, damn, he's trying. Uh, but in all seriousness, we're working on that and I'm trying to get more uh, steady with it. I want to get to, you know, where I'm doing the same thing every week and there's no mess ups, but we're getting there. Y'all, y'all know it's just a work in progress and steady at it. And the second thing was the spaces um, with the way the market is right now. I am still doing spaces, but I'm going to be all the way honest. There is no set schedule. I really don't want to keep saying that uh, I'm doing it on this day, this day and this day, and then turn around and not do it on those days for the few people or however many people are listening in. So I do apologize about that. I will be doing them. So I guess just look out on Twitter. If you see me going in a space or see me live pop in, I do them very randomly. Uh, And whenever I get an official uh, image put together of some days that I can actually do, then uh, I'll start announcing again what days will be set. Uh, Other than that, Steezy, I wanted to tell you, I cannot thank you enough. But before we go, I want you to let the listeners know if, because, and I should have asked you this before, but I'm just going to spring it on you. Um, Are you still doing spaces with Brie uh, or any spaces at all right now? Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. So um, me and my very good friend, Brie D'Onofrio do our weekly spaces, Breezy and friends every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, That is 2 p.m. Eastern. And then as well, uh, as that, I am on the day or on the AMGM jam uh, with my two good friends, Jeff Govea and Rudy uh, Rude Dog. That is every Friday, um, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, and the AMGM jam is also every day, Monday through Friday. So definitely come check it out. Come hang out with us. They're both very, uh, very interactive and open panel spaces. Um, we'd love to have you all come and hang out with us kick it talk anything from nfts uh i believe today's prompt was which power ranger would you want to be so you know you never know what you're going to get in the spaces but they're always a good time i can guarantee you that no they are definitely a good time every time i hop in one i'm having a fucking blast and every time i hear you and jeff and rudy bombo it's always just a fun time man i've always had fun i see y'all every morning or at night whenever they're doing the highs and lows so mm-hmm. i do want to encourage everyone check out steezy on twitter steezy what's your ad name do you know yeah it's at steezy sloth <coughs> s-t-e-e-z-y sloth 
and please drop me a follow hit me with a dm i'm an open book and would, would love to see y'all on the on the timeline or on my gm posts i can't wait to get my man steezy a solid two followers after this you know what it is <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding um so but yeah man i can't thank you enough for coming on especially at such short notice those that are listening to this episode just know that we did record this the same day that you are hearing it um i never do any editing i'm a one take kind of guy we get it got it good and then we just push it out and we are just like yo there it goes that's why sometimes you may or may not hear the music but once again, for the last time, Steezy, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. Um, and for everyone listening, yo, this was episode, what we say? This is our Kobe episode. So episode 24, yes, you know what I'm saying? So thank you so much, man. Um, I hope you have a great day. And is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. I've, I've been uh, dying to get on one of these episodes. So I was stoked when, when you hit me up and, and offered it uh yeah i think final note you know like i said earlier just be kind to people treat people how you want to be treated and you know it costs zero eth to be a good person (laughs) no that's a fact man and remember y'all just stay positive um even in a bear market remember you do have great friends that you have met along the way and if you're in it for that reason just don't forget yo they're always by your side or if they're real friends they should be and if you need me DM me. My DMs are always open. I'm always free to talk. Go give Steezy a follow. Y'all have a great day. Enjoy your week. Uh, This has been episode 24, and we will see you next Monday. Peace out.